So, um, we just chatted with Maureen. I've got Michael J with me, who is over from Dublin, but originally from uh, County Offaly, down outside Clan McNoise. Uh, where outside Clan McNoise, Michael? Uh, a place called Shannon Bridge, or near oh, yeah. Shannon Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Maureen Shannon. mentioned Shannon Harbour. Yeah, and, uh, uh, not so too as, far away. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're familiar with Lucas down there. Very familiar. Yeah, good. Yes. So, good. You know Lucas? Oh, I know Shannon <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my father was from Condalara, just outside uh, Shannon Bridge. Right, right. Where the um, the bog, the bog, uh, the Blackwater bog. That's still run the band of Slow side. No, the other side. side. Gone towards, side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gone towards, towards for band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can I know my way around? You do. Absolutely. <laughs> I can see that. That's good. So, yeah. so you're the you're the president of the clan. I am the the chief of the clan and. The title I would have is Mock Aegon. Yes, just that title. The son of Egan. Uh, Mock Aegon, the son of Egan, yeah. And uh, I'm in this position since 1999. Right. When the previous Michael J. Egan died. Okay. So uh, we distinguish between the various ones um, by I use my second initial, Michael J.S. So right. everyone will call me Michael J.S. But if you call Michael Egan here, you probably get about 10 people asking. Uh, who's that at the one time, you know? Yeah. So yeah. a lot of Michael Egan's. Are there other Michael Egan's from Ireland here? Not from Ireland, no. No. But there are... I bought, I bought a property from Michael Egan in Zara in 1979. Did you really? I did, yeah. There you go. Small world. As I say, I know we were out. You do? Absolutely. <laughs> what has you out here? I've been here 30 years. Yeah. So we can talk about that. <laughs> okay. Because we're, we're here to talk about what has you here. Okay. Well, so any, um, anyways... Chief of the clan, uh, we have uh, a rally every two years. Right. So um, we have a rally away this year, in other words, not in Ireland. Yeah. And the next rally will be in Ireland. Yeah. Then we have a, uh, a rally away, and it's going to be in Brisbane next time. Right. And we normally decide where it's going to be. Somebody has to volunteer to host it and look after it. Yeah. So um, we, in this particular case, um, they, the people from Australia and there are a few good few here who are from Australia yeah. and um, they have a very big chapter out there, there's 275 or something like yeah. that yeah. and the same kind of number here right. But so there's this big and many even uh, in the clan out there as there are here which is amazing yeah. so um, so they will have it in 19 uh, in two years time I'll have it in two years time yeah and then they'll have it four years' time. Okay. So every leap year it comes back to Ireland. That's, right. that's the way it works. I know my wife's family is the same. It's every second year is away and every second year is in Ireland. Yeah. And so we did what I think some of you did this time. You were up in Grosseal, were you? We were. Yeah, because last year we hosted from my, my wife's family's side and we brought them to Quebec City out to Grosseal. How did you find that experience? It was excellent. Um, we, we found the whole thing out there was really good, but the you know the one thing that was hard for us is the temperature. Yes, Just walking around in very high temperature, we're not used to that. No, but no. that's only us. Everyone else is fine. Well, but it's even hot for us at the moment. But aside from that, you know, uh, what I found most moving in Grosseil was the decontamination section where they were. And yes, that, oh, like, yeah. 
it's yeah. dark and it, 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 it certainly brings you in touch with reality. Well, I, when I went up to um, the graveyard, I thought it would be appropriate and I said so to the guide that when I went up there that I would say a few words in Irish Yes. Uh, and say a little prayer for all of those who lay there. Yes. And I had made an estimate because the, con- the concentration of, of uh, Egan's in Ireland has always been about 0.4%. 0.4%. It's small, very small. And uh, I estimated that we were about six to eight Egan's there and we it worked out that there were ten. Right. Right. Uh, but so it was ten percent of you know point four percent of what and we didn't know what the what was. Yeah. So yeah. anyway that's what we found. So I said a few prayers a prayer there, they, our father as we yeah. said in Irish. Because an awful lot of them would n- never have heard it, probably heard a word of English. No. Because no. people in leaving Ireland at that time they would not have been too uh, fluent in English. No. The other thing I found fascinating up there, and I don't know if you would have noticed, but as you go on the ferry from the uh, ferry point out to the island, yeah. the scenery is very Irish. Oh, that's what we were saying that. In fact, I was telling Terry that, you know, she's seen it at an unusual time because it is very green. Everywhere is green right yes. now. And later in the year it's very different. In September, October, it would be, but welcome the winter but again the other Very thing green. I remember I interviewed um, Mariano Gallagher many years ago before she died and and I also uh, Michael Keneally from um, Concordia yeah our Friday, yeah and um, the number of people who came to Grosseal in 1847 was so large that there was probably 100 150 ships lined up out yeah. there and yeah. it's impossible to imagine uh, absolutely you can imagine how they felt. Yes. Most of them never been on a ship in their life. And it's possible there were days like we've oh, experienced yeah. weather-wise. Yeah. Because Just sitting there. Sitting there. <laughs> literally stewing. Evaporating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how long has the plan, in a sense, been in a formal... Um, in the formal position that it's in now, it's been that way since 1982. Okay. And we had, uh, at that time, we had a very big rally in Ireland with 350 people out. Which was a really a very large number for Ireland because most of the Egans in Ireland know where they're from. Yes. But the, the Egans outside of the country don't, don't necessarily know. And at that time, as you can imagine, everything was post a letter here and post a letter there yes. and trying to get a, trying to get replies and months between letters and everything. It was very difficult to communicate. Very different to now where you can send vast amounts of information back and forth. But I've been telling and stuff on, on the Egan family since uh, before 1982. Probably in the mid-70s I really started right. to collect it when all my father's family were still alive. Okay. And some of them lived to be well, one of them lived to be 99 and a half. Okay. And she could remember the name of my grandfather's grandfather. Okay. And he was alive at the end of the 1700s and she knew his name. Right, right. Yeah. But the, the people 
they're not clogged up with all kinds of rubbish in the countryside. Well, it was important. So it's a lesson I learned in Ireland, and, yeah. and you know it. You need to know who's related to who. You do, absolutely. Particularly in rural Ireland, you well, need to know exactly who's related to who. Absolutely, because over, you know, ten generations, if you work it out, that if you were courting a girl, yeah. she had to be within two hours walking. Yes. Two hours walking. So you'd spend two hours walking to her and two hours walking back. That's half a day gone, yeah. right? Yeah. So that if you work that out, that works out to be it works out on their normal walking to be about eight k eight K eight kilometers. Yeah. So eight kilometer circle was the furthest that people in a given area could go because they had to walk. That's right. Very, only very wealthy people had horses. Well, it would only have been kind of farmers who might have been going to fairs and bringing family members oh. that, that there was any possibility of, yeah. of of going a little bit farther. That's it. But yeah. for the most part, that's the way it was. And my mother, is, my mother was a telly and she, her eldest sister, yeah. she met her husband. It was a fixed, uh, an arranged wedding, an arranged marriage. Yeah. She met her husband at the fair of Ballinasloe, the October fair, yeah. selling horses. Yeah. And she came in and she met him. And you know the way it is when the Irish man meets a girl, takes off the hat. Yeah. And he took off the hat. He was bald. Right. But he was 42 and yeah. she was 16. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he had a farm. He had land. He had land. <laughs> and so they got and married. Well, if it was at, if it was at the fair of Ballinasloe, it was a good spot. It was a great spot. <laughs> because she was only, uh, what? He was about six miles away yeah. further, further west in Galway yeah. and she was about six miles away further east yeah. just beside Shannon Bridge. Yeah, so he was out in Ockram? He was out that way. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a place called Lichin Nagail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nagail. <laughs> well, so, Michael, Mike, Michael, this has been fascinating chatting with you. Um, I, I want to get to chat with some of the others as well. Yeah. Um, you, so we're on the ghost now. I'm on the go since 1999, yeah. and we had uh, the previous one, the pre previous Michael was only seven, he was what, 17 years as the chief, but he spent a fortune uh, restoring the, the main Egan Castle in the north of Tipperary, Redwood okay. Castle. Right. He never told his wife how much money he spent on it, he spent that much money, but he he had the money. Well, I was going to say, he'd have to he have the money. the money to spend. He had the money. Yeah. He was a solicitor, and he was actually Lord Lucan's agent in okay. in the West. Right, right. But yeah. anyway, so I'm there since uh, 1999, and it's, it stays with me until I die. Right. So that's... And who then, do you know who your successor would be? We have a T-shirt, yeah. We have a, what's called a T-shirt. Yeah. And the T-shirt, the, the, the tarnished. The tarnished. So you're the t-shirt and the t-shirt okay yeah, which is the leader and the tarnished then we have which is byron egan from north america yeah now whether he will ever take up the position 
Anatnik, as he's not in great shape right yeah. now, but he, he's, 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 he's the next he's in line. But he's the next in line. Okay. So if I was hit by a bus in the morning, he's automatically hit. Right. right? And when he's appointed, he immediately has to appoint the next. And what are your responsibilities as the teacher? Not an awful lot. Not an awful lot. It's just to. And what I do is people send me queries about Egan families and right. how they. Uh, we have had some remarkable finds yeah. in that um, one, I think, probably the most remarkable one I'll tell you. Uh, one Egan family, A G I N family, they were somewhere out in Kansas and went there in 1740. Right. We had a very big famine in 1740. I don't know yeah. 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 So that, that famine, they went at that time. Now, right. that must have been Indian country then at that time. Well, as well you yeah. Imagine. yeah. So, uh, anyway, they. they um, they, yeah, they uh, went out there, and people up the road, about 50 miles up the road from them, said that they thought they were in the same family, but they called themselves Egan, right? So they wrote to me and said, um, you know, they, uh, these two families, and I wrote back and I said, what you need to do straight away is get a DNA test. Yeah. So the DNA test worked out. They got the DNA test. They were identical. Right. They were the same family. Right. And then all of the Egans and Egans and Keegans, all of their DNAs are collected. Because the Keegans are around Tullamore. Keegans, yeah. 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 They're related to me in Tullamore. Yeah. Anyway, um, when all that information was sent to uh, our collector of the DNA data, yeah. there we had... One of my cousins was on the list. His name is Egan, but he's not my Egan's, as it were. Egan married Egan. There were two also in America, two in Australia, and two in Ireland. Right. And the ones in Ireland had never gone any distance from Forban. So we were able to tell the Egan's, not alone the where were they from Ireland, we right. knew precisely where they were in Ireland. Egan for you. So, then Egan's on Main Street and Fervan are their relatives, the Pope? The, no, they're but, not. But Egan's, there's an Egan just at the crossroads. Yes. And he is, he's into uh, computers and that kind of thing. Yeah. And he he's related to that Egan, okay. Egan's. Right. And when I first heard the name, I said, you know, if you were in Egan, if you were in Egan in the part of Offaly I come from, you'd be Mr. and Mrs. Egan. Yeah. So I said, I think you're you're going to be fine. You're from Offaly. I was right. 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 So they all came. A whole pile of them came, and some of them are here today. Egan's. Right. And they went to Clononi. We brought them to Clononi Castle. Yeah. And in Clononi Castle, this was there at the time those Egan's left in 1740. Right. It was there from. Well, we know a fellow called Matthew de Renzi lived in the in this castle in 1610 okay. and we'd never know anything about him except that this fellow was a little bit little bit screwy okay. and he kept writing to the king of England that they should move the the, the seat of parliament to the centre of Ireland I instead of Dublin yeah I vaguely remember hearing that kind yeah. of stuff yeah. so that's what he was suggesting right. but all your man's letters were kept <laughs> 
That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's and, phenomenal. And he was uh, one of the things he said about um, the local, the guy who owned all the land there. He yeah. was a fellow called John McCoughlin. Right. Right. And they said about John McCoughlin, he had one wife, but he had several concubines, right. and um, he had just taken on board uh, two new um, brehens to look after his interests legally, yeah. and one of them was what? Deegan. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, Mike, let's wrap up there, because we better have time to talk to some of the other. Thanks a million for having a chat. It's been fascinating. And, and have, a fantastic, have a fantastic rest of an event.